Hello, I'm Emily Dean. And I'm Kim Hyland. And we're your hosts for You're Not That Special. Where we share conversations about the wonder and joy of our everyday lives. And we're so glad you're here. Happy Advent. Happy Advent. (laughs) I love Advent. I do too. And we're well into it. We're well into Advent. At this time. Yeah. If Advent means waiting, and I feel like I wait, and I wait, and I wait for Advent, and then it's here, and and it goes really fast. Yeah, we. I think this is a the the time that we live in, cultivating a spirit of Advent because so many people are writing about that and sharing about that. So much of of it is saying no, and it's willing to really to create and carve out margin in what is otherwise a jam-packed, overstimulating 30 days. You dove right in. We're like in yeah. the deep end. We I think we should just like get start in the fast. shallow. <laughs> okay, so you and I are familiar with Advent. I think I started really, I mean, I'd always, to me, I'd hear Advent and I'd think Advent calendar. When I was a little girl, mm-hmm. that was like a big deal. We'd go to the Christmas store in Old Town Alexandria, and we'd get to pick out one of the old-fashioned Advent calendars that had the sparkles on them, and it was usually a nativity scene, Mm -hmm. and then open one a day. So I think, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it's just, man, that's like this one of the sweet, sweet Christmas memories for me as a child, but that's what most people think of when they think of Advent calendars, Mm -hmm. which are awesome, but when when we say Advent, we're talking about something that's a bit broader than that. So why don't we? Mm-hmm. Why don't you you explain a little bit more about what the Advent what Advent is in the season, and then we can get into like why we love it so much. Yeah. Well, this is the first year I feel like I'm kind of doing like the ABCs, like the beginning, you know, kind of steps of Advent because with my family are small, you know, my kids, they, they know Christmas, they know Merry Christmas. And this is the first year I've, I've begun cultivating it in the, probably like the last three years. Um, and kind of paying it more attention, but this is the first year that we've really introduced it to the kids mm-hmm. and kind of like said, no, there are two things happening here. We've got Advent, which leads up to Christmas mm-hmm. and what is Christmas. Um, but when they ask what is Advent, we say it's waiting for Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's what Advent is in like the simplest terms. And then fleshing that out, we will talk about our sin. We talk about our lack. We talk about, you know, the dark and, you know, the glowing. It's so easy to talk about right now because we're like, well, you know, like in the dark and then you see a Christmas light. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, it's our hope. That's our hope. The hope of Christ is like those little like twinkle lights that we see. And we ultimately always are waiting on Jesus. We need him to perfect us. We need him to come and to make, you know, our sin and and all of what we are something good. And he does that. And God sent his son, you know, to to do all of this. And then we were talking a lot about like, um, like when they see an image of the cross, like how does the cross tie into the the crib you know the manger the nativity scene how Mm -hmm. does you know how does easter connect to advent and Mm -hmm. you know so they're they're getting 
an education, which I feel like in a lot of ways, you know, when you try to teach a kid about something, it kind of shows you what you don't know. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's the truth. Yeah, (laughs) Right. And that's the beauty of parenting, though. You have this opportunity because of your love for your children to press into those answers and and search them out. Yeah. And as you're talking, I'm thinking about how a lot of Christian parents really wrestle with the, you know, the over-commercialization of Christmas and how it's very hard to, you know, when you put focus on Jesus, you know, compared to everything else, mm-hmm. you know, the culture says Christmas is, um, it's, it, it's, it's almost impossible really to keep that focus there. Yeah. And of course it would be, right? Because Christmas is bright and loud and fun and there's a kajillion everything shows. And, you know, just I was walking through Target yesterday and it made me laugh because I'm in the candy aisle looking for candy cane kisses, you know, those white chocolate mm-hmm. peppermint kisses that are so yummy. But every year it's like more candy companies just want to get in on the game, you know, yeah. and... It's just, it's comical, you know, but it's it's such a huge opportunity to make money. So that that's, explains it. And it's so easy then to get into the Grinch mode, you know, all the over-commercialization and everything. But all of those things are very fun. But that dilemma of how do we keep the focus on what Christmas is, right, is really solved by Advent. Because if you do it, if you engage with it, even mm-hmm. in a small way, for 24 days, right. you are pressing into, okay, what are we waiting for? Right. And we're not just waiting for Santa to come down the chimney. You know, right. We're waiting for the birth of Jesus as people waited, you know, when you, when you study scripture. Right. As, you know, the Messiah, they were waiting and longing for, for Jesus. And so much of the, the music of the church reflects that. Mm-hmm. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and come, thou long-expected Jesus. And it's, I guess, it's very, very rich. Advent yeah. is rich. In fact, Advent has way deeper roots than Americanized Christmas does. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, we just watched the movie, um, The Man Who Invented Christmas, which is mm-hmm. about Charles Dickens and writing the Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I read that, you know, being or watched it and learning and being surprised that Christmas wasn't always celebrated the way we do. It really right. wasn't celebrated. Yeah. It was a religious holiday, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but our our understanding of Christmas is relatively new. And it really took off in the 1940s and 50s with a lot of the music that we love, you know, around mm-hmm. World War II and just the the need for people to have something bright and hopeful. Right. And so um, it's it's beautiful. It's wonderful. We love all that music. But, but when we start looking at Advent, these are the roots that bring us back and these are the things, the different practices that actually help us achieve that. How do we stay focused on Jesus right. and anticipating the celebration of his birth? Yeah. 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 Well, and it, I mean, if you're attending a weekly church service, that's one really great way. If you have an Advent 
wreath in your home. That's another awesome way to just, you know, we're lighting lighting this candle each every every Sunday, you know, leading up to Advent. And then the culmination of all four candles lit is okay, it's Christmas. Here we go. Mm-hmm. We're we're here. But I think I think it's thinking about, you know, fasting and feasting. It just, it makes sense that we have Advent before Christmas because otherwise December, like all of December is supposed to be Christmas. Right. You know? Right. And then Christmas Day, everyone crashes. Yeah. And And then they've got the Valentine's (laughs) candy in in the aisles the next day. Yeah. Right. But according to the liturgical calendar, it goes into, well, depending on which, you know right you are into january some people into february 2nd like right the the christmas celebration and the advent celebration are two very different things just like we have lent and then we have easter Isn't it's that not fu- just yeah. like easter 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 yeah. imagine if we yeah. had which really is what christmas has become imagine yes. if we had uh-huh. jelly beans all of you know what like march 40 days yeah yeah and, yeah. and and then we were like and easter's done you know and <laughs> i think the reason you know lent has become a thing i mean it's always been a thing but people have have pressed, pressed into, into it, it yeah. because they see just i think our our hearts especially now but we're human so they've always been this way but especially now are longing for can we slow down can we think? Can we reflect? And the act of doing that makes what we're anticipating and what we're looking forward to celebrating that much greater. Mm-hmm. I mean, think so many things in life. The anticipation is what makes it wonderful. Mm-hmm. And so these are invitations into that, but also into really contemplating what what's upcoming. So Lent is easy because... Easter doesn't make all the money that Christmas does. So we're not being, that's not being shoved down our throats Quite for 40 days before way. Easter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Christmas, it, for me, it's just such a, to, to embrace Advent feels just like tapping the brakes, yeah. you know, and different people do it different ways. I mean, it's not, you know, well, there are people who like say, hold off on everything. Well, how do you do it? Cause I think that's mm-hmm. a good yeah. Kind of segue into, okay, well then how are how are we going to do this? I mean, for me, when I first started observing Advent, it was really just, you know, there's some wonderful books. Mm-hmm. And so now I have quite a collection of books. And, you know, um, and I just taking the time to focus and read. Mm-hmm. I will say it can become one more thing. So we add it on to all yeah. the things, you know. So that's, I have to resist that to feel like, oh, shoot, I missed my Advent reading, you know, this week. Um, And now I've just, it's something I've got to catch up on. Right. What I, ideally, I would catch up on it, but what I tell myself is read today's devotion. Right. And so not making it an all or nothing practice. I feel like Advent is it is an invitation into still and quiet and it's like a um a better way mm-hmm. i i love to decorate and i love to um 
do all of the Christmassy things, but they can very quickly become, you know, just so much added to an already busy life Mm -hmm. and it takes the joy out of them. So for me, Advent is, it's not even Christmas yet. I don't, I can do these things later. I don't have to like rush and rush and rush because I got to get all this done before December 25th. And when I think about it, actually December 25th is the start of Christmas celebration. And I've already like, there've been, you know, some of the the things, you know, I want to do as a family. And I'm like, oh, well, it might work to do them before Christmas. But if it doesn't, no problem, because we can celebrate all the way up to Epiphany and longer if we want, because we're in charge, you know? Yes. Yes. And so just that tapping the brakes is, it feels like a, a pass. I feel like for wives and moms and, you know, especially when everybody's looking to you to make Christmas, um, mm-hmm. it can just be so overwhelming. And I know a lot of people who get to my place in life and they're like, and we're done. <laughs> you know, Because it's just like, why am I going to, you know, bust my butt for four weeks? You know, just, it's just too much. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, I've got some decorations out. And I'll pull a little more out. And it just becomes something that is more meaningful and serves me versus me having to push, 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 you know, to make the house look like a winter wonderland. Right. Yeah. That you talking reminded me of this quote I came across by Elizabeth Elliot. Mm -hmm. And she's, of course, talking about, you know, motherhood and homemaking and child rearing. And she says, this job has been given to me to do. Therefore, it is a gift. Therefore, it is a privilege. Therefore, it is an offering I may make to God. Therefore, it is to be done gladly if it is done for him. Here, not somewhere else, I may learn God's way. In this job, not in some other, God looks for faithfulness. And when I think about like all of the, you know, tasks of this season, right? you know, everything you're talking about, like make a winter wonderland, make a huge (laughs) meal, organize, you know, the family event, like inviting these people to a party, whatever it is, it's okay. Am I doing this for God? You know, is this a gift? Is this a privilege? Okay. Then how is that going to inform what and how I do this thing? Right. And it is. Advent is kind of like, what is this all about? What, who are you waiting for? Who is your hope? And I feel like without that kind of recalibrating over and over and over our hearts, it is because of, you know, Americanized Christmas, it's a really easy time to find yourself striving. Yeah. And that is striving and coming up short. Right. Over, over and, and over, over and right, over again right. until yeah, Christmas day you're like thank God that's <sighs> over. Yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah. which is not what it's supposed to be. It's, right. We we encounter our we encounter our weakness and then that turns our eyes back to Jesus. Yeah, over and over and over again. And 
I think, yeah, for me, it's also reading, you know, Mm -hmm. doing the reading definitely with the kids, you know, the reading that we do. We've tried a couple different things, but we we try to do a morning reading. And if we don't get all of them, we just do the next reading. Mm -hmm. And that's and I love the book that we're using um, is awesome. And we can link to it. It's the Handel's Messiah um, cultivating a spirit of Advent with Handel's Messiah. So you're listening through while to the music, yeah. right? You're reading these scripture passages and like a short devotional. But at the very beginning of the book, the woman, the author is like, you know, if you don't, if you don't get all of these, you know, and you're reading to small children, just don't just do the next day. And I was like, I love that you wrote that down. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. just like said that, yeah. but you don't need, if you need someone to say that here we are, saying that for you like the point is to get more of Jesus Mm -hmm. that's what we're after we're we're trying to look at Jesus Mm -hmm. you know we're not trying to get through an advent book exactly it's a means to an end and it's to serve you not you it and that's I think so many of both our religious and our non-religious activities you know which are supposed to be a blessing to us become so burdensome because again we're adding them on to right we're not being realistic you know i as you're talking i thought about this a buffet and years ago dad and i went to one of those um brazilian buffets there were a few different ones but um they're amazing amazing food you mm-hmm. know and i remember going up to the buffet and thinking i want it all right <laughs> so i mm-hmm. thought if i eat just a little bit of everything, maybe I can eat it all. Yeah. And then on top of that, you had the men walking around with all these different cuts of meat. And so I was like, okay, and I'll just have a little bit of that because it was just like this abundant buffet of choices in front of you. Mm -hmm. And it felt like, oh, I can't decide. And even though I ate just a little bit of everything, when we walked out, I was so ill. (laughs) I just was so afraid I wasn't going to make it home before I... You know, you know. And so I, and I remember thinking later, I was like, that was just so stupid because I know my appetite. I should have known that even a little bit of that is like, I don't know, five plates of food. And what do I normally, what can, what do I normally eat? Right. One. Yeah. And I think that, but I, I wasn't thinking about my capacity. I wasn't thinking about my limitations because I was like, well, I paid for it and it's all here and I got to try it all. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's so, is a really good analogy of what Christmas feels like. We must do all of the things, all the opportunities. So there's this over here and this over here. And I saw this picture of this great craft and we need to do that here. And, and then I want to do this. And, and we somehow don't look at, okay, how big is my plate? Yeah. And what can really fit on here. Right. And because we don't do that, we there's a price to pay for trying to. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this in response to, like I said, the religious things and the non-religious things, you know. Right. I remember our church used to do a Christmas Eve service, which was wonderful. But then we also... I'd grown up, you know, in the later years or when you guys were really young, I can't remember when, we started doing a Christmas Eve dinner. So now we've got Christmas Eve dinner, Christmas Eve service. Well, you know, when we had one or two of you and you were, you know, immobile, that worked. But that tradition, we kept doing it. And at some point, I was just like, 
you know, we're, we're, I'm up till 3 a.m. and then you mm-hmm. guys are up at 7 and it's, this is crazy. And, yeah. But it was I that same having, thing. Having the courage to rework traditions is mm. vital. Say that again. Having the courage <laughs> to rework traditions, embroider it, put it on a pillow, and set it on your couch. It's, I think at this stage, I'm like, okay, we're schlepping children. Do I want to be schlepping children all right. of December? No. Yeah. And at your stage, it's like, I've got so many people in my life. Like, yeah. what uh, What did you say? How much is it? It's, you've more than doubled like for sure. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. like way, way over. Souls. 20 right. some souls. Yeah. What you used to, you know. And... It does take so much courage, though, to do it that. It does take courage because there's you a might, lot of people who are you like, might no, disappoint people. it's Christmas. And, and what it is is, can I? I, I think this builds really well off of, you know, a lot of our conversations around Thanksgiving. Like, can I cultivate a spirit of Advent? You know, can I do this with with Thanksgiving? Yeah. And if I can't, then maybe it's not a me problem. Maybe it's a, like circumstantial activity calendar problem yeah. that I need to have the courage to look at and say, yeah, that's not for me this year. I can't do that. And it's not serving. If you have a family, I feel like that's a huge motivator too. No, this doesn't serve my family. Yeah. You know, this is bad for them. Yeah. You know, so why am I doing this around like a celebration? And I get, you know, sometimes you're going to skip a nap or something, but right. It's, it's not the same as like, I mean, does anybody want all of their kids crying? You know? Yeah. Well, I think a good litmus test would be, would I do this on a normal day? Would I do this on a, you know, I don't know, March 22nd, you know, just a normal, there's no holiday. And you'd be like, no, that's crazy. I wouldn't do that. You know? Right. And again, we might do a little, it's a, it's a special day, a special season. We might do a little bit more, but yeah, being realistic about it. But it is really I think, hard though. I to think say if, no. you're, if you're spending so much time navigating and how am I going to make right, this all happen? Trying to make yeah. it all happen that you can't focus on the child Jesus, then yeah, it's got to change. Right. No, I agree. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned Thanksgiving because, you know, for all our talk about Thanksgiving, it was, I felt like all the things we discussed about Thanksgiving, I got to live it all. And, <laughs> and Thanksgiving was over. And I was like, well, that was something, you know, and, and all the, all the things, um, the fatigue, the conflict, the hurt feelings, needing to, Forgive, be forgiven, <laughs> you know, um, ask forgiveness yeah. because it just squeezes so much, um, the, that intensity. And I don't think there's any escaping that, you know, when you throw all your family and your relatives in one place, it's, it's gonna, mm-hmm. it's gonna bring some stuff out, which is really, I think, um, can lead to resentment and never doing that again or what is what's here that we can learn you know about ourselves about others and about what we're trying to accomplish yeah and even though I felt like I had simplified and I did I walked away from the weekend thinking okay I don't think I should be you know dead on my feet 
you know, th- that even there needs to be more. We need to look at this. And, yeah. and what I said, it's, it does take courage because it's hard. And I think a lot of, again, a lot of women my age, everybody really wants it so much and they will do it, do it, do it until they're like, you know, by golly. That's probably not what they say. They probably don't say, by golly. They probably say something they have to repent of later. <laughs> but they're like, by golly, I'm not doing this anymore. Right. And it's like a place that you need to come to. But I think, how can we come to that place with grace and wisdom, not out of anger and resentment? Yeah. And I feel like I'm revealing a lot of my heart right here. Well, I think it's good. <laughs> I'm sure that it's echoing many other hearts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. I think about the we've talked about this too, about like the end of the day of a celebration. And so often you can be so preoccupied with doing all of the things that need be done that you don't do the one thing that was the most important to you. Yeah. And I think that even if, you know, here we are, we're, we're already in Advent. It's not too late to sit down, grab your phone or a pencil or journal or whatever and write down the three things that you'd like to cultivate in this month. Right. Not and even Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. No, yeah, no, just no. during just the in yeah. Advent. Yeah. And say, can I can I do that? Can I prioritize? Cuz that's something, you know, in um um counseling, I know that um I've ha- I've done this practice before when I was Acting as a life coach, it's also a really helpful practice. You write out your values. Mm-hmm. And w- at least when I was practicing as a life coach, there were six um, with the template I used. And then it was amazing because you would write down your activities. Mm. And, and you do would they look, serve? do they serve wow. these values? Yeah. And it was always, I mean, at least, you know, three or four of the activities that's being very, very conservative were not serving the value system of this person's life. And I think one of the most reflective things for me about having some time in life coaching, I was usually working with professionals. So they Mm -hmm. were like looking at their, their jobs or their businesses, but was just for my personal life. Yeah. And I was writing down, you know, like family and, you know, all these different things and then realizing no, my life is not serving, you know, my like, top six yeah. values. Yeah. Well, what a great practice just for this time. Yeah. Right. For this for this season and Right. Activities. If you can write right. down, okay, these are the top three priorities for the season of Advent, and then write down all your activities for the season of Advent. So the top three values, like right. what is right, what do I want this season and my choices to serve? What right. values do they need to serve? Yeah. Right values right goals mm-hmm. priorities yeah. there yeah. th- this is this is what i want to see in this month and can that happen and i do that too for like celebrations for you know parties because you can get so distracted cleaning the toilet that you didn't get to like yeah. you know set the candles out which is yes. what you really right. like envisioned you really wanted those candles glowing and yeah. to see your friends and family laughing in candlelight and then you're like well dang it the toilet bowl's clean you know but you didn't <laughs> could everybody to... just come observe and appreciate right. my clean toilet right and oh yeah. my word i was watching this really 
funny, funny video compilation of like all the weird things people do right before people come to their house. And I was like, this is so relatable. It's scary. Yeah. But there were people like wiping down the walls. There were people like shoving food choices that they weren't proud of, like in the backs of pantries so that people didn't see it. Like, oh, that's what they eat. You know, like all these different weird things. And I mean, I think I am totally a believer in the laundry basket. Like 15, 20 minutes before it's time for people to come over, you just grab that laundry basket and you throw every dang thing into the laundry basket and you put it in a closet. That's what closets are made for. Like, Well, that's that's my bedroom right it's now. Just, that's usually my bedroom from Thanksgiving through New Year's Day, which <laughs> is, I don't know, part of me is kind of like, my bedroom needs to be <laughs> not a place of... <laughs> It doesn't need to look like a, a, a sanctuary. A closet. Well, it needs it to be a sanctuary. Be, yeah. It doesn't. It shouldn't. I need to find a closet. Is what I'm getting yeah. at. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, you're right. And yeah, it's that's really funny. That actually happened to me. Not with the toilet, but Thanksgiving Day. I forgot to. You know, I was doing the things, and I was like, I walked into the dining room, and I meant to vacuum. And what I'd done, moving furniture around to accommodate the table. I just piled, like, I had swept everything into a corner, and I walked in. I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't vacuum. And mm. in the past, I would have been like, okay, I got to vacuum. And I was like, no, I don't have to vacuum. Mm. It'll mm. be candlelit. People won't see the dirty floor. <laughs> All I have to do is clean up that pile of dirt in the corner. Yeah. And it's silly, but that was, like, that was growth for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I, you know, as we're talking about cleaning our, our homes for for a celebration, it kind of made me think, like, what if we did all the activities of Christmas, you know, all the crazy, and, like, we shoved baby Jesus in the corner. Like, that would be mm. the worst. Mm-hmm. That would I be think the there's absolutely, been a, like, a Hallmark movie about that worst thing. I'm sure there is. I'm <laughs> sure there's a Hallmark movies, movie. You know, about and Jesus, if there's the not, baby Jesus If there's being not, lost there's someone listening and, yeah. and they want to make some money. Here you go. Like, <laughs> no, I've seen movies and stories about that. Yeah. And it's, but it's the truth of it. It really is. Um, I feel like we've, it's been a little bit of a hodgepodge, but it's, you know, maybe, maybe next time we can talk um, about some of our values and, yeah. Advent and how we how we intend to make that happen mm-hmm. and make this a, a peaceful time. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Mm-hmm.